Hello and welcome to Game & Watch with Aaron and James, the podcast where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. Uh, I am Aaron, joined as always by my host, James. And to quote Winston Churchill, I've had three glasses of wine and I'm ready to talk about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, he was a bit of a Winnie the Pooh himself, physically. Uh, the silhouette he cut was very Winnie the Pooh-like. Yeah. Um, I love Winnie the Pooh. Let me just get that out there. If it's not good, this isn't a tangent. We're talking about Winnie the Pooh today. Oh, this is a full, this is a Winnie the Pooh love fest. It sure is. And specifically, yeah. we are going to be talking about the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which is probably the the millennial generation introduction to Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Yes. Uh, there have been adaptations of Winnie the Pooh by Disney, you know, basically forever kind of, there's like a current Winnie the Pooh show on that I think is CG. Uh, Winnie the Pooh has kind of existed for a long time. Um, but it is this specific show that we both kind of grew up on. Um, and that made us really, really affectionate for both Pooh and kind of all of his supporting characters. Huge, huge fans. Um, so this, uh, this show was originally released in 1988, which was before I was born. I, well, uh, I was born, but it was probably released before born. my birth. Yeah. Probably. Um, and it ran through ni- uh, to 1991 on ABC and it ended up on Disney Channel at some point after that. Um, <clears throat> this show was interesting in, and it, obviously I had no appreciation for this when I was younger, but there was a, like a VP at Disney that kind of came into a meeting and said, look, you know, we need to like make something for Winnie the Pooh. We need to do like a Saturday morning cartoon. He's a great character. Let's get him and his friends up to some hijinks. And they, it was well received and they ran with that idea. And this was the result. And I think that this is a, just a absolutely fantastic show and incredible result. Um, it was kind of written conceived in a way where they wanted it to be as timeless as possible. And, and I think that they also succeeded in that. Would you, I, would you agree that it's not absolutely. really tied at all to like, I mean, you honestly wouldn't know when it came out except maybe for the animation quality. Yeah. The animation quality um, and really nothing else. Um, yeah. It is very much, it is timeless. There are no pop culture references. There's no even really technology. Um, no presented. violence or nudity. Uh, there's like small amounts of implied violence and Pooh doesn't ever wear pants and rabbits naked. In fact, most of them are. So I'm going to say there is nudity. <laughs> okay. There's lots of, there's all right. Sorry. Let me check my notes. No, sorry. I said tons of nudity. Yeah. 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 An abundance of nudity, but no, no real violence. No, like play violence. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. And that kind of leads into your next point. Yeah. Well, I mean, just really the point I wanted to make is that like the, the, the conflict of these types of episodes were mainly around misunderstanding. I mean, sometimes like, you know, Christopher Robin will tell them not to do something and they'll do it, but not because they're not any maliciousness. They're just, they're kind of like kids, you know, like your parents say, don't go into the attic and you go into the attic. Um, It's kind of like that. Um, But more, Can I ask what was in your childhood attic now? Oh, you've seen Hereditary, I know. Uh, oh, uh, it's okay. basically. Yeah, I mean, 
a bunch of naked people all the, a dead corpse the Corinthian household just oh shoot uh your your family household just clicked into place for me <laughs> you can say it i don't care okay okay um i'll just edit it out and i'll just say bubis no <laughs> <laughs> uh I, well anyway the, so, really entertaining part of the show is how much of the conflict and i say kind of say that with quotes like is rooted in misunderstanding for example um tigger wonders if he never had a birthday or if he doesn't have a birthday and he wasn't around on his birthday and they all kind of just say oh poor tigger i guess he doesn't have a birthday and then that's the prep like that that fuels the rest of what happens with with the episode it's just them assuming that he doesn't have a birthday another one would be an eggshell falls from a tree and they think it's a piece of the sky and then they conclude the sky is falling and then they go up into the clouds and see how clouds are made and try to fix the sky. God, what, it, a, what a beautiful, what an amazing show. It's, it's an amazing show. Yeah. It, it really is timeless. Like just the imagination is just, I, I, I could watch this my whole life and I, I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. No. And that's really what it is. And I think that's a strength of the show. It takes very simple setups. Um, and you're right. They're almost all misunderstandings. And also they, like I said, they almost always start in a very like simple, straightforward way. And just the way it kind of spirals off into this crazy, like imaginative, um, like visually, even though the animation quality isn't perfect, but just very visually interesting ideas presented. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And this show kind of and again something that we wouldn't have appreciated for the time and and we can only really appreciate it in hindsight now is there was a huge resurgence of Winnie the Pooh's popularity in pop culture um since then um I, Winnie the Pooh has been Disney's largest franchise and our second largest franchise and I remember when I was looking up kind of largest franchises just in general across all media Winnie the Pooh was so much higher than I ever could have imagined and as much as I love this show, I just never felt like Winnie the Pooh was super like overwhelmed. Like there wasn't so much Winnie the Pooh in my life. And I'm like, you know, before I was born, like, yes, there were old Winnie the Pooh cartoons, but there's no way that it was like selling like gangbusters like back then. And it really like it started with this show and it took off. And I think that the reason I didn't really realize that is because I got older and I stopped paying attention and I only really cared about this show. I mean, this show as I'll mention more in a second, has been like part of my life for a long time. Now, how much of Pooh's popularity nowadays has to do with him as a enduring, charming character? Uh, and how much of it has to do with uh, Chinese political descent? <laughs> Great point. Yeah. Not prepared really did to weigh in hugely on that issue. I would say hopefully the former... Yeah, but just in case listeners don't know, um, Winnie the Pooh is uh, a derogatory uh, kind of image used by political dissidents in China to depict the president Xi Jinping uh, to the point where like, I think Winnie the Pooh is banned and like you can't mention him or like show pictures of him. Um, But that, of course, makes him more popular than ever. Um, very weird. Would not have expected that from a silly old Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, I, you normally would want to say you can't attribute anything negative or like sad, like nobody's like committed a murder and said they did it for Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I mean, so this show was extremely well received. Um, it won like a daytime Emmy award for outstanding animated program. Who cares about the daytime Emmys? I don't know. Um, but well, I, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a big deal for audiences, but I think within the industry, that's like yeah, a yeah. very high mark of quality. Yes. Disney gained some major respect and props for, for putting out this show. Yeah. Um, notably, and this is something I grabbed from, from the wiki and it, I think based on what little I've seen of Winnie the Pooh since then, I think this is pretty accurate. Not entirely, but it's it's one of the last times Winnie the Pooh was designed and marketed for all audiences as opposed to just very young kids. And yeah. I remember, I, I think it might have been the in the aughts at some point, there was a Winnie the Pooh movie that came out. And it might have just been called Winnie the Pooh. And I saw it in theaters. There might have been at least one, honestly, to be honest, they were probably pretty forgettable experiences. And there's I, like, I guess, there's a Tigger movie as well. Yeah. There have been a couple. Yeah, and, in and, and I don't know if your memory is better than mine about this, but I just remember not it not having that same kind of like whimsy as this show did. Yeah, I, I think I, I didn't do enough research into the writers and the directors of this show. But I would be very curious um, what they went on to do, because like we've said, the the writing is top notch. Like I found myself as an adult, like laughing at some of the jokes in the show. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's just, I, I truly believe this is um, this adaptation of Pooh is for all audiences because I remember watching the show as a kid and loving it, but completely missing the things that I find very interesting and funny now seeing it as an adult. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't think that has been kept up. I have a feeling it's probably, as I said, the result of like the writers and the directors um, of this specific show. And there's also a lot of it, what's fun about rewatching this now as an adult is kind of catching like kind of like you mentioned, like catching things you might not have caught when you were a kid. And sometimes it's just like a joke, a subtle joke that you wouldn't have gotten. But sometimes it's also just maybe you, in my case, like me and my idiot brothers just would read a line incorrectly to the point that we probably just adapted that as what we thought they were saying. Like there's a, there's an episode where there's a song about Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore is his horse and they say his faithful steed. And my brother Dave would always say his faithful Steve. And me and my brothers <laughs> thought that was so funny. And it, but like to the point where I think he's, we said it so much that I think we actually thought that that's what they say. So like when I hear them say faithful Steve, like it obviously makes sense, but I'm like, wait a second. Oh yeah. No, it's not Steve. <laughs> it's Steed. Um, there's no. also really clever wordplay um, yeah. in so much of the dialogue uh, that as a kid, it was like, Oh, they, they, you know, they're just talking kind of silly. Cause you know, there are these stuffed animals and <clears throat> you know all that stuff but no like as an adult paying attention to some of the lines it's like this is actually like it it probably took time to write these scripts uh yeah. for some of these lines because they're just so um i don't know just imaginative and charming and kind of bumbling like basically everything pooh bear says is amazing yes. also uh winnie the pooh's voice actor i know winnie the pooh has gone through multiple voice actors Jim um, Cummings is the goat. This is yeah. Jim Cummings is like enshrined in you know for me as like the quintessential Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Um, his delivery, like, just incredible. But um, we'll we'll kind of get to all that. 
and that wordplay, and I don't have a, I don't have like the most like elegant example because it yeah, really I was is trying clever. To think of and, one. and I don't, and this is not one of the things that I, and I say this only because my brothers and I will quote this all the time is one of the episodes where they're trying to help Christopher Robin clean up his room. Um, they t- or clean up like a room in his house. Uh, they like set a, a toy train loose and the toy train is like carrying certain things. And they say, and a train could be trained to help. And as a little kid, you're just like, whoa, train has two meanings. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah, I watched one today where uh, Tigger is a private investigator, um, which is great. And he's uh, representing Piglet in court. Yep. Um, and he said, I can't remember the exact wording, but uh, he's like, uh, like, you know, I rest the rest of my case or something. And it's just, it's so simple, but the way Tigger delivers it and just the, like the double wordplay of it, like, uh, it's just, it's so good. I didn't understand half the dialogue in that scene because it's like plays out like a courtroom drama and they use, they use like some legal terms, like in the wrong way in most cases. And obviously in a very like silly way, but like, I didn't understand half of those words when I was a little kid, like watching them now as an actual attorney is like funny. Well, and at the end of that episode, uh, Tigger says his next venture is to be an attorney. And he says, like, Tigger, attorney at law. And I was thinking, like, I'd watch that spinoff. I would, too. (laughs) Like, I would do that. Though that'd be, imagine him in the real world. No, no. It would have to be, like, charming, like, 100 Acre Woods uh, legal drama. You don't want, like, a Harvey Birdman attorney at law, but it's just Tigger attorney at law? I think Tigger... I think Tigger should get into, um, let's see, what's a very bleak kind of law? Um, how about divorce um, law? Uh, child murder. He should defend, <laughs> he should defend child murderers. <laughs> You're just ripe for comedy. Accused. Clever, sorry. Clever sorry. Wordplay. Accused child murderers. Sorry. Acu- alleged child murders. Yeah. Murderers. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe like Phoenix Wright, all of his clients will actually be innocent. <laughs> Is that the case with Phoenix Wright? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes they're guilty of like related or slightly different crimes, but oh. um, almost always they're like they're truly innocent because you know he's a good guy. He only wants to represent the the innocent people. Yeah. So we we mentioned that we both have we clearly have histories with this show. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about your history with it? Yeah, I, uh, this was absolutely a cartoon I watched whenever it was on. Um, I think we rented the VHS, uh, tapes because, you know, the VHS tapes came out with collections of episodes. I remember renting those a lot at Blockbuster and watching them. Um, I just, I've always loved Winnie the Pooh. I think one of the reasons why Winnie the Pooh and these characters are so timeless, so enduring, so charming, um, is that it's very simple. Like you mentioned, like there's really no villain, there's not a lot of conflict um, necessarily, at least in the way you might imagine. It's just like a very gentle, very sweet, very um, like low impact kind of watching. Um, that's very feel good. And as we said, like it's the writing's good. It's super imaginative. It's very creative. Um, and I've just, I've kind of always loved it. Um, and I've always loved the character of Winnie the Pooh. Um, I had like stuffed Winnie the Poohs when I was a kid, stuff like that. Um, I haven't really kept up with Winnie the Pooh in terms of new releases of, uh, you know, his films and things like that. I've checked in, but like you said, um, I think he's gotten much kiddier. Uh, honestly, my most recent Winnie the Pooh uh, exposure, I guess, would be the Kingdom Hearts series. <laughs> Same. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like to check back in. I, I feel like I, depending on where I am, there might be like a, a friend's kid like watching a Winnie the Pooh show. And I'm like, what is this? I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just not it's not the same. Like, I'd like to have my future children like watch this show. Specifically. Well, I mean, with Disney Plus, hey, they can. Exactly. Um, before I talk about my history, I just before I forget. Also, I wanted to talk about like we were talking about conflict again, like. I was trying to think of like the most danger that they're ever in. And I could think of like a couple things like, I, and some of them are just weather related. Like I'm pretty sure there's an episode where there's a flood and there's like wind that gets like that, that presents like actual like danger to them. Yeah. Well also really strangely, there's a lot of like existential weird surrealist danger they get into. Well, they're all on a, a, a verge of a mental breakdown. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know what? They probably, most of the show is them having mental breakdowns. That's true. But no, think about like the wishing well episode where like yeah. the da- there is danger in that one. And the danger is like our wishes, Tigger's wishes will run out and we'll be trapped in Wishland forever, right. which is like very, again, surrealist and bizarre, but it is a, a very real danger for them. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't know if you watched the great honeypot robbery yes you did yes, okay so yes. like i mean in that one like there's like a uh, who are they modeled after it's like stan stan uh stan, it's the he, it's, it's a, and Hef, yeah or he's Hef, a Hefalump. yeah yes and then the heffalump is the uh booster oh, yeah booster yes yeah they're they're modeled after some like the oh, Huffle- they're they're modeled the they're, they're modeled yeah. after uh, George and Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Um, also, Stan is voiced by the same guy that voices Rabbit, and it's very noticeable and drives yeah. me insane. It, I actually did not notice that until watching it again this yeah. time. But you're right. Um, anyway, so I mean, my history is very similar to yours. Like I. <clears throat> watched this show on TV. I, I was obsessed with it as like. As a, as a kid, I mean, my family had the VHSs. My grandma had other VHSs that we didn't have at home. And so I would like, every time I really wanted to watch a certain episode that I loved, I'd be like, I've got to go to grandma's house and, and, and watch these episodes. And she took such pride in like having these VHS tapes that like, that we didn't have at home, like that we, her play. I mean, I always wanted to go to her house anyway, because she also had some great Legos. Uh, and thomas the tank engine uh trains I, I, and such i bet i bet her snack game was on point too oh i bet, well, you, I bet she got great snacks always 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 um but yeah like yeah shout out uh to my grandma uh rest in peace but also you know love you um so like i, I was just obsessed with this show i i just thought Woody the pooh was so charming and so and so funny and the, the the imagination in the show is it has endured it's it's this it's as it's as brilliant now as it ever was and i would say that this show has constantly endured in my life and while i have i probably had taken like long periods of time away from watching rewatching um possibly this time being the most uh, like the longest i probably like when i was in high school or college like when i would come home from school we probably bust out the old vhs's and watch some of them and i think my dad probably put some of them on dvd um it, it, don't it, don't like, tell this don't tell don't disney, tell disney that, that. Yeah. uh but <laughs> disney doesn't listen to this show no, um no, no. but like it's endured mostly in my life from my me and my brothers who will quote this show all the time and it's it's so it's part of our lives so much so much so where i will have a conversation with my family 
And one of my brothers will drop a Winnie the Pooh line without mocking the voice, which we often do mock the voice. Um, and, and I will have to actually, it takes me a second to realize, oh, wait, that's from Winnie the Pooh. Because we, we do it so much. It's second nature. And even my, I think even my mom will do it. My dad will do it. Like, we'll, we'll just all do it. But especially me and my brothers, like, we will just, like that line I said about it, a train could be trained to help. Like, we just say that all the time. And like the Tigger Wishing Well episode, I mean, we, we quote that one too. You know, like, it's just, it's, it's going to be a part of my life forever, really. Do you um, know um, the wonderful thing about Tiggers from memory? Uh, I don't, which is funny because that's one of like the most quotable Tigger things. You think that people like know that the most. Um, I feel like it's just like random ass lines that like we that we latch onto, mostly Pooh related. Um, but still, I mean, like, yeah, Tigger and Pooh lines is just all great. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms made out of springs. And then something, 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 fun, 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 fun. fun, fun. fun. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. What's funny is the the rubber line, it always sounded like you saying like my the tops are made of ribbons. Which I mean kind of makes sense with the stripes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. That's 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 my history with it. Yeah. Should we briefly discuss the characters? Uh we'll yeah. name them. They essentially get like one personality trait. Yeah. Um, there is Pooh Bear, um, who is just a simple stuffed bear who loves honey and is a good friend. He's a little slow He's on the uptake fier- sometimes. Fierce, super slow, but fiercely loyal friend. He is. That is true. They're all, they're all pretty loyal. And that's like the one compliment I will pay rabbit, even though rabbit has his issues that we'll get into in a little bit. I don't know. Like, I, I a saw some vindictive epi- sometimes. Yeah, I saw some episodes where Rabbit just turns on people real fast. He he does, but it but it is in like it almost to the point like what, when I see that and then I see him like do, go out of his way to like help a friend. You're just like, okay, well, I can't hate Rabbit. Yeah. Um, should we actually? I'm sorry. Maybe this was ill advised. Should we uh, do? Should we do either the tier list? Because we can kind of discuss each. Yeah. I mean, we, we we should. I mean, that's going to be like that's going to be the the jumping off point. To yeah. Our discussion. And then um and then we can talk about like the episodes we recently rewatched. Yeah. So so for everyone's um reference, we decided that we were going to try to put together a Winnie the Pooh tier list. And it, it, it's, we kind of are coming in with our own possible biases, though I wonder if we're going to align more now than we might have like a week or two ago. I think. We um, and we're going to kind of try to come to a compromise and, on, and create our own Winnie the Pooh official, official Winnie the Pooh tier list that everyone o- has to adhere to. Official. Well, let's say it's official to the podcast. Oh, sure. Official yes. to the podcast. Yes. I was about to say, like, if you don't um, subscribe to it, uh, not the podcast, but our, our rankings, then punishable uh, by, I don't know. I also think that if you blogging. disagree with us even slightly at all, ever in any episode, you should stop listening to this podcast and unsubscribe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Some of you motherfuckers haven't even watched The Grinch yet. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, right. so um, do you want to start with the with with the bottom tier? 
Yeah. So you want to do, you want to do like what? Let's, let's do character by character. How about that? Cause we can kind of introduce the character and give their, what, what tier. tiers do we want to deal with five tiers? Do we want to so, do like, let's how do, do you want to do it? Let's do S a through F, but we oh, don't necessarily okay. have to like fill up every. Sure. 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 But we, those are our options. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the idea that there's a D and an F gives, like, it makes me think a little bit more about the two characters that I would have normally thought to put in, like, a D tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, should we uh, just get Pooh Bear out of the way? Because he is S tier, unquestionably. Unquestionably. Uh, he, is, he is the glue. The other thing about Pooh that's kind of uh, unique is, like, he's kind of the glue that holds them together. He's kind of like the Jerry in Seinfeld, you know, like <laughs> George, like, George and personality like wise. No, but like George and Elaine would never hang out except for Jerry. Um, and much in the same way, like I can't imagine Rabbit hanging out with like Piglet or like Tigger hanging out with Eeyore. If no, well, if you saw an episode where like Rabbit went to Piglet's house and was just like, hey, Piglet, what are you doing? I'd be Piglet's- like, Rabbit, what's your ulterior motive, you dick? Do you think Piglet would be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I think he would, or he'd be a. <laughs> be afraid he'd be afraid that like rabbit was coming to yell at him about something <laughs> i mean we'll get to rabbit yeah. um yeah i mean unquestionably top tier character the, the highest of the high tiers yeah. Yeah, in no my opinion stands alone on that tier agreed would you okay you'd agree I fully agree yeah he's just and, and it's not just like a there's i don't think there's any bias i just think that he's just the best character he's just so Okay, fine. He's it's, there's bias. It's just I just think he's the he's the funniest character. He's some of the best lines. He's adorable. He's 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 wise at the weirdest times for being kind of so lacking so much brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, also too, he he stays the level headed one no matter how crazy things get. Yes. Which you wouldn't initially think of his character, but he's just so like pure and simple that even as surreal and weird as their adventures get, like it never really throws him. Yeah. Like there could be, if he was like a, in real life, he would be like Christopher Robin's parents get kidnapped. Let's just say Christopher Robin's like super rich. Okay. I, ass- Chris- I always assumed he was. I, I did too. Uh, we maybe talk about that a little more when we talk about him. Um, his parents get kidnapped and the kidnappers are like, we will send you one of your dad's fingers every single time you don't send us a million dollars. And this is like uh, assuming that the killers think that Chris Robin has access to the family money. Um, the point being, if Pooh is involved, who like Chris Robin would be like, what do we do? And Pooh would be like, oh, we just get them back. You see, <laughs> like, if you're like, let's just go get them. Or we'll I mean, them. even if like the worst happened and Christopher Robin's like, I don't have that kind of money. Pooh would say something like, well, Christopher, <laughs> you don't need fingers to hug. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be like, it's okay. Your parents can still hug you and love you without their fingers. Yeah. And then like, when they he... finally get them back, like their parents would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you let them <laughs> cut off all our fingers because the bear said that you could, we could still get hugs from you. I mean, that's Pooh Bear. He always finds a silver lining. Yeah. Just to, just to, like, if you're going to take anything away from like this show, like the, the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, not this podcast episode, but I guess also this podcast episode is that, Winnie the Pooh is the one you should pay attention to and, and follow his example. Absolutely. Um, should we get to Christopher Robin? Let's, yeah, let's get to Christopher let's Robin. Let's do it. Um, Christopher Robin is the only human uh, that we really see. Um, other humans are referenced. Um, but 
Uh, he is the owner of all of the animals because they are, of course, uh, stuffed animals. We should also mention that Winnie the Pooh is based off of a book by A.A. Milne. Um, we're kind of going on the Disney version, which, you know, heavily borrows from the A.A. Milne stories, but yeah. are kind of their own thing. Um, I don't. So that is all to say, I don't really know what Christopher Robin's backstory is in the I don't either. book. Other than that, he had a bunch of stuffed animals and went on wildly imaginative adventures with them. Um, I'm placing Christopher Robin in A tier, um, and then we can discuss maybe the mysteries of Christopher Robin. What tier would you place him in? I, I have him in B, but I there is a good case for A tier. I would agree. I, 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 could, I, could, I could concede him being in A tier. So, yeah, my case for A tier isn't necessarily, you know, that his character is fantastic or that his writing is super sharp or anything like that. I mean, he's a good character. Um, he's, he's certainly not a bad character. I'm putting him A tier because kind of, you know, just logistically, none of this would exist without him. Um, and he he's just kind of important for that fact. Um, also, I feel like, um, and I didn't rewatch any specific Christopher Robin episodes um, uh, when I did my rewatch for this episode, uh, but I do remember uh, pretty much every Christopher Robin episode, they learn like a pretty heavy life lesson. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and very often Christopher Robin will show up at the end, and basically explain to all of them how stupid they've been this entire time <laughs> in like the yeah. nicest way possible. Yeah. But um, he's a but he's a very comforting presence to them. There are episodes though that kind of show that he's kind of just a dumb kid who's figuring it out himself. Like there's an episode where they all where, where they break this like bust of his great grandfather Eustace, and they all kind of like convince him that it's worse than it's. Like, I mean, he's he's already like worried about like his parents finding out, and they all kind of convince him that he should be worried. And they convince him to run away from home. And he does so. And the kind of whole rest of the episode is just him figuring out who he's going to stay with. And so like, you know, he runs away from home because he can't face his parents. Like, I mean, he's, he's making a mistake like a kid would make. Yeah, Um, exactly. I not, I don't want to be like superficial. I, I like some, some of my, some of my rankings like ended up kind of boiling down to like simply do they annoy me? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Or not. And he doesn't really annoy me, though I will like in other like other versions of Christopher Robin and other media, he they make him like this super he's been like a super annoying like British kid. Uh, no, not no, a fan. Yeah, no. Not um, a fan. Yeah, I very much like this. No offense Robin. to the Brits. Like I don't like, you know, <laughs> but I just think he was really annoying in the other versions of Cinnamon. So yeah. Um, okay, so you referenced Christopher Robin has parents, air quotes, um, and great grandparents, air quotes. Um, does he though? What do we truly know about Christopher mm-hmm. Robin? The other reason I, I'm putting him in A tier is because he is a little mysterious. And that, like, is he a feral child? Um, Because seemingly he just kind of pops in and out whenever he wants to these woods, um, has all these adventures with his stuffed animals uh, and teaches them lessons. He has a house, I guess. I always assumed that he was like a rich boy uh, whose parents own like a country estate. Um, That was kind of the vibe I got. Um, But what if his parents are dead? And what if uh, he just lives all by himself in an abandoned country estate? Um, what if they died in tragic horse riding accidents and he had to roll their heavy, heavy bodies into the barn and cover them with hay? 
um, so that no one would know <laughs> that they had died. Um, these are the Christopher Robin. Would, <laughs> I think about in my head. Would he do that? Like, would he? Yeah, I mean, maybe he did it. Or yeah, or he did it. You know, he snaps one day because mom and dad are threatening to take away these stuffed animals that have consumed his life. Um, and, you know, maybe he pushes mom down the stairs. Maybe he waits for dad to, you know, get home from hunting and, yeah. you know, just beats him to death with a fire poker. Ex- exactly. Dad. Maybe maybe he yeah. put Eeyore on the stairs on purpose to trip his mom. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. but we should say right now, we're not going to do fan fiction corner for this episode. Uh, no. So if, if anyone's going to ruin Winnie the Pooh with ridiculous theories and fan fiction, it's going to be us this episode. Yeah. Also specifically only Christopher Robin, because for some yeah. reason it feels more okay. We're not doing fan fiction corner specifically because in my mind, Winnie and heart, Winnie the Pooh is so good and pure. I don't want to read. Yeah, we like, don't want to read any. Yeah, I don't want to read you degenerates trying no, to like hook people up. No, like, get out of here with that. No, get those butt plugs out of Winnie the Pooh, you sickos. <laughs> Jesus, why are you writing about that? Ah, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So um, I, I'm willing to compromise with you on Christopher Robin. I, I'll do B or B tier for him. I, um, I think I think A is fine. I really only have one other character that I think would belong in the A tier. So it kind of depends on like how you want to like space things out. Does, I don't does it, I don't we, think we I don't think we have to do one character per tier, nor do I think we have to put any characters in a tier if we don't feel like they, they suit it. I'm okay putting him in A tier. Right, let's, let's just let's call him A tier. Let's, let's call him A tier. Um, I can may I predict your other A tier because I feel like I also think this character is A tier. Go ahead. Uh, could it be Piglet? Um, actually, no. Okay. Um, though I I have Piglet very let's do let's do Piglet. I I have Piglet yeah, very solidly in the B tier. Though again, another one where he could kind of make an argument for A tier. Um. I think like the reason I, I don't have him in a tier is because in certain ways I find him very like, not like unremarkable. Like he is often like the victim of a lot of schemes and like shenanigans that other people concoct, or he is often like the one who's afraid that they all need to, that they're all trying to help out, which is nothing wrong with that. It's just in terms of pure entertainment value, I think he that's what I that's what gets him out of A tier for me. What what keeps him solidly in B tier and not from dropping any lower is that he's just still such a delightful character and just so sweet and so kind and such like a pure heart and the kind of like, you know, friend that everyone wants to take care of. And, and and be around and so that's what kind of gets that's what kind of puts him in b tier for me yeah i uh i put him in a tier because um i was thinking about kind of the whole group and cohesion of that group um and i really really think that um piglet is like the heart of the team i mean also Pooh bear but i would yeah. say piglet is kind of definitely the, heart the, the number team. two yeah definitely um, and I think you're right. He's an amazing friend. Um, I was watching an episode uh, today where uh, I forget exactly why, but he basically was just like, I'll stay up with you, Pooh, because I just like being your friend and I like you. And like, yeah, he's just very good and sweet like that. Also, I think for very little kids um, watching the show, um, I think Piglet's good for very relatable, see. very relatable. Yeah, very relatable. And kind of Piglet is 
almost always shown that like whatever he was afraid of wasn't actually that scary or he probably didn't actually need to be afraid of it. Yes. Um, which I think for especially little kids is a really good lesson um, to to impart. Um, I'm also willing to compromise on B tier for him. Um, I, yeah, I think I'll say B because Christopher Robin and Piglet, I'm definitely, I would say Christopher Robin is a, um, yeah. If I compared it to the two, I'll put, I'll put Piglet and B again, like in Christopher Robin, like when I'm talking about entertainment value, like Christopher Robin, Piglet provides more entertainment value than than Piglet does. So in, in a way I'm kind of contradicting myself. But I think Chris Robin is so important. I mean, they're both important. It's it's really hard when you start comparing the ones that are with that you'd put within the same tier or in in kind of adjacent tiers. So I know it's another one of those things where I feel like Chris Robin and Piglet might belong in the same tier. But now, as I say this out loud, maybe Piglet. I maybe I do like Piglet more than Christopher Robin. I don't know. I, yeah, as a character, I like Piglet more than Christopher Robin. Yeah. Um, I think Chris again. I think Kristen Robin is a great character, but um, I think Piglet just like tugs at my heartstrings a bit more. Okay. Yeah. Um, who uh, who are you gonna put in A tier? I Tigger. Oh. So, <laughs> so so here's here's and you know and, and I don't know if you could sense a little bit of hesitation in my voice. Yeah. Because that was an automatic A tier for me for so long, and 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 I think it's purely based on one-liners and high like really high highs of like in 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 moments of like entertainment in terms of like an annoyance he can get very annoying yeah Yeah. so one of the things i noticed uh re-watching now recently um is that what i never really picked up on as the as a kid is the kind of broad archetypes each character is and kind of like the broad age ranges the characters are supposed to be which as a kid i never considered i never considered like is rabbit supposed to be older than tigger which now Mm -hmm. watching like yes it's very clear like rabbit is like an older man and tigger tigger essentially from the like i was rewatching yeah but it's like the the feral teenager they kind of all have to parent yeah um and therefore makes it like I agree with you. I think Tigger has very high highs. I also think Tigger's lows are very low and he does get very annoying. That's a great point. And so I, you know what? I, I think we should, we should have Chris Robin and Piglet in A tier and let's move Tigger down to B tier. Yeah. Just Tigger, gonna, like, B- thinking about this in the moment, I'm willing to change to change. B, yeah. B tier was where I had Tigger. Okay. Um, I, he does. He honestly, if Tigger's writing was, um, as consistent, you know, when he's at kind of his highest points, because he has some great lines. He has amazing wordplay. He has some really also his voice actor, the like the delivery is great on a lot of those. Well, um, and it, it's it was the guy who originally did Tigger for for a wow. long time. And then it eventually switched to Jim Cummings, I think, when that actor died or when he just oh. stopped doing it. Um, well, either way, I'm not sure if it's Jim Cummings or the original actor in the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, but, uh, a great delivery, great delivery in a lot of his lines. Um, it's just, if it could be all that with Tigger, he would absolutely be a tier. Um, it's just, sometimes he is so fucking annoying. Yep. Um, and the episodes where he's annoying oftentimes, I would say almost exclusively are not episodes centered around him. I think episodes centered around Tigger are almost always like very charming and good. Yes. And I think Tigger in those episodes is very charming and good. I think when he's a supporting character, the writers don't know what to do with him besides like make a mess, annoy everyone, like bump into things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you want to do next? Eeyore? 
Yeah, let's do Eeyore. I have Eeyore in B tier. I also have Eeyore in B tier. Uh, I think he's he has like trending upwards potential though. And I I want to note, and this was like kind of like when I talked to my brothers about this sort of like my, my brother Dave had a, had a great, two great examples on, on why Eeyore is like even potentially higher than B tier. Um, he has, Eeyore has, he's not, you know, he's kind of like one of those characters like Kanga and Gopher that appear a little bit less often, but a little more often though, than some of the, some, some of them, but still not, you know, not as much as like the core, like the core four characters, you might say like who yeah. rabbit Tigger and, and piglet. Um, Eeyore has these just kind of like moments of like kind of great wisdom um, that no, that like no one else shares. Uh, and, you know, when Chris, when I mentioned Christopher Robin runs away from home, he's the kind of the one that helps him realize he needs to own up to the fact that he broke the bus of his great grandfather. And he kind of is just like, we all make mistakes. Go home. Don't run away from home. Just tell your parents what happened. Um, and there's an episode where Tigger gets like washed. He gets his, his stripes um, scrubbed off. And he has this, he spirals into this crazy identity crisis. And Eeyore is the only one who keeps calling him Tigger. And he's like, why do you keep calling me that? And he's like, well, you always be Tigger. And it's just like, those are just really powerful moments, I think. Uh, and uh, to put, I mean, Eeyore, it could not possibly ever be lower than B tier. Um, I think I he potentially could be higher, but I have him in B tier. Um, um, partly, partly because of inter- entertainment value. He doesn't provide as much in terms of like comedy, um, but yeah, uh, what do, what are your thoughts? I, I love his very dry delivery. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I would extend that though, to not just kind of when he imparts final lessons, I would say his dialogue is split into two categories. One is like very self-deprecating. Yeah. Woe uh, is like me. Kind of, woe is me. That kind of thing, which sometimes is funny, but sometimes gets a little old. Um, but the other thing is uh, Eeyore very frequently kind of sees the situation exactly for what it is and kind of uh, like calls it out, but no one listens to him. Yes. Um, very frequent. No one pays attention to him until like at the very end when, like you, you mentioned, he imparts some lessons and it's like, they're very profound. Um, but very frequently rewatching this, I realized like, Oh, when your chimes in, he's just telling it like it is. And yeah. no, one is, no one is listening to him. I think there's, there's a couple episodes where your talks and says things, but no one, there's no confirmation that anyone actually acknowledges his presence which as a kid, I think I was just like, oh, poor Eeyore. Like no one, everyone's ignoring him. But now as an adult, think about that as if Eeyore is imagining all of this. <sighs> what does that say for Eeyore? Is that I know, good or right? bad for Eeyore? Because <laughs> like, I would think it would be bad, but it's like, he's so lonely though. Maybe he does need to yeah. make a friend. You know, those like Garfield, Garfield without Garfield comics. Uh. Garfield uh, Garfield is possibly <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I, I agree. And imagine just like Eeyore without everyone else. Yeah. It's, it's just him yeah. just like building his house. And then like, if there's no tear to knock it down, it just falls down. And then he just keeps building it back up again. And then he just it like has these like existential non sequiturs that he spouts. It's pretty, it'd be pretty entertaining. Well, a broken house can be rebuilt again. <laughs> like, who are you talking to? There's no one here. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just like just Eeyore and, and, and Feral 
uh, Chris Robin feral, but well, Ken, like, <laughs> well, cause I mean, I assume his family, you know, he still lives in the, the estate. It's just run down and abandoned now. So he still has his clothes. Yeah. So B tier for Eeyore. Oh yeah. Okay. Agreed. Okay. So, so to recap, we've got Pooh and S tier, Chris Robin and Piglet in A tier, Tigger and Eeyore in B tier. Yeah, so you mentioned Kanga. We can kind of do Kanga and Rue as a package. Um, do you want to? I, I think they're separate. I, I I put them together, but we can definitely do them separately. Okay. Um, I think because I, I think Rue is unquestionably a tier like higher than wherever we would put Kanga. Yeah, that's probably true. I just slotted them both in C tier. Okay. Um, not I, not because they're not good characters, but because they do appear very infrequently. Um, I, I like the potential of Kanga, like a mothering kind of figure yes. for the rest of the group. It's a really but, odd difference. Like she, she's, she's like in a way like the oldest. She's like the it, only like adult in the room. Kind. Then of. again, Rabbit kind of like sometimes like acts like a, a like a teenager who's acting like an adult, and then other times he's like this curmudgeon-y like eighty year old like know it all yeah. like back in my day kind of guys. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I, I feel like neither of their characters are bad. I just feel like they're underutilized. Um, so that's why I put them in C. Okay. I, I have Kanga and C and Rue and B. And I would say like Rue is like maybe towards the bottom of the B tier. I, I would Yeah, I would agree. Rue, Rue is very often in like he, he like emulates Tigger, which can be good and bad. Um, but I think Rue is very brave. Uh, at least tries to be. And sometimes that's just because he's emulating Tigger who's pretending to be brave. Um, but I think Rue is actually probably pretty like actually brave and has like a good heart and stuff. There was an episode where, uh, and I didn't rank, uh, I didn't put um, Owl's cousin Dexter anywhere, but it's basically <laughs> just tiny Owl with glasses. Um, like Rue and cousin Dexter are like, you know, feeding of they, they, they actually let loose a bug that Christopher Robin has for show and tell. And then, and then Dexter and Rue shared like some of their sandwich, excuse me, excuse, share some of the sandwich with the bug. Like, I don't know. He's, he's, he's a sensitive, he's guy like, you know, he's, I think he's got more going on. I, I just couldn't in my right mind, put him in the C tier. Like I, in terms of like his appearance, he doesn't appear that often. So to me, he's like B minus. Yeah, and so I agree. If we split them up, about him I would I don't put him in like. B. Like that's, not a single that's, thing. That's the thing. Like I, even though Rue shows up kind of few and far between, I would say none of his appearances, at least that I remember, are annoying or irritating. Like I, I always like the episodes he's in, and he's always a good part of them. Yeah, and and like in Kanga, in contrast, a little bit. Like she, there's nothing really I don't like about Kanga. She just doesn't have a very exciting personality. Yeah. Also, too, now that I'm kind of talking about it out loud, I feel like including her more like the sensible mother figure would kind of diffuse a lot of their like yes. wacky situations. Absolutely. Yeah. And when she does appear, she's just entirely in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Right, um, who should we do next? Do you want to do rabbit now? <sighs> yeah, let's do rabbit now. Um, I have rabbit in F tier. I uh, absolutely have rabbit in F tier. Uh, yeah. And so now I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to get it out of the way. Uh, owl is also at the bottom, but I did not put owl in F tier. I put owl in D tier. If we're going to have a D tier, I will put him in D tier, but normally I would put them both in F tier. Let's just talk about them both. Now that we've yeah. So them. here's the, here's the main difference between the two, which is why they're in different tiers. 
So uh, they're both annoying characters, almost exclusively. Um, Owl at least gets a couple laughs from how like silly and what a blowhard he is. Yes. Um, no laughs from Rabbit. Zero, zero, zero laughs. laughs. Um, Rabbit is almost always abrasive and unpleasant. Um, also, the other key difference between the two of them is Owl has so much more um, story potential. Like, yes, Owl because of who he is and because he's so like an intellectual. Like, they're they can do a lot with Owl's character. Like, I watched an episode today where like he wants to be part of a chorus, like a yeah. choir. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense. Like he's a he's a refined, educated guy, right? But Rabbit, his only deal is the gardening. He loves his garden. He gets pissed off when anyone interrupts his gardening. It's that's really it. Like they don't really do much else with him. Um, and whenever they go on any side adventures that takes them away from, you know, their typical settings like Rabbit's house, um, all Rabbit does is complain. Um, he's the worst. He only. <laughs> and I hate him. Yeah, I hate him. He's he's the worst. I, I don't I really have nothing to add to that. He's just this like grumpy, busybody, like I guess I guess Owl's a busybody. I think I in, in in my in my hatred for Rabbit, I think I've forgotten what busybody actually means. He's like, well, no, he is because he's like at the same time up in everyone else's business, but also wants everyone True. to leave him him alone. Yeah. Which is like, dude, that's not how it works. Yeah, and I think he also like will will go to others when he needs something is like the only time he wants to ever like see other people. Right. And he never wants anyone asking it. And, and and sometimes he's like they'll start like in the middle of one of their shenanigans and you're wondering like why is he here? Is he just like the friend that they invited because it's awkward if they don't? Oh, or just also yeah. like it's like they they like they just bugged him to come out and he's just like because they want to be friends with him and he's just resisting it every step of the way. Yeah. Do you think Rabbit is a selfish lover? Without a doubt. Yeah. I, probably I a very so bad lover, too. Pro- yeah. Probably doesn't last long. Only wants the pleasure for himself. Oh, I, I was I thinking just... can't even can't even finish. Oh, interesting. I see. I feel like E-E-D. he's. Oh, no, no, no. I, I feel like he gets hard as the Dickens, but he just pops it off in like 15 seconds. Oh, and then he's nice and satisfied. But like. Eeyore is like, when am I gonna come? <laughs> um, sorry, I literally just made we a point s- about how we're not. <laughs> we we said we weren't gonna do this. That. Well, I yeah. guess we said I, I said if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be us, and true. not we're not gonna read everyone else's smut. True. true. Um. So yeah, I, I agree with I agree with your points on both of them. Rabbit, we could leave alone. F tier. Duh. Um, it's one of those things like, you know, I don't like feel sorry for rabbit when Tigger fucks up his garden. No, sick of rabbit. Yeah. Uh, owl. Yeah. I mean, I I came out like hard out of the gate with owl. We were texting about this like weeks ago. Like he just always annoyed me. He was just like a, like foghorn leghorn, but not funny. Um, yeah as a little kid I like didn't fully like again as a little kid I didn't fully understand all the dynamics like I didn't get that Owl was a complete moron I thought Owl like was smart but they like didn't listen to him I I, like I didn't get it and now it's very clear to me I was a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh it's so uh, I, in ter- the reason owl i would have in d tier and not f tier is that just entertainment value like he does yeah. he is more entertaining rabbit is just like a ugh. like yeah. there, there's a couple rabbit centric episodes 
and they're just all they're all like the week some of the weakest episodes. I watched one that was so surreal to me. Which and we one? Can talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I was like, wait, is this the same show? Like, what is happening? Um, all right. Uh other characters. Um, I put Gopher in. Um, would you like to discuss Gopher? Do we want to rank Gopher? Yeah, I have him in the C tier. Really interesting. Yes. I had go for in B tier, and, and it, it, it's actually that's another one of those that's like really hard for me to kind of land on. And I think part of why I have him C is because I didn't get around to rewatching as many go for ep- related episodes as I would have liked. And from my memory, he like it like in that episode I was talking about where they go and fi- fix the sky. Like he's like integral to their success in doing so. Um, and he's but like I I think that he's funny i just don't think that he i don't know he just doesn't do as much I, I think i was more fascinated as a kid with like the fact that he's a gopher and he's got these cool underground tunnels like i thought like underground tunnels like especially like all around the hundred acre wood was such a cool idea and there's this the idea that he has this giant network of tunnels that are like are hard to navigate and like when whenever anyone goes down there it's super intimidating i'm like whoa cool right like gopher's like brave and he has these like crazy tunnels but that only goes so far and i think that that kind of died off and i just didn't love that anymore or like it just didn't have the same draw to me um but then again if like you know we put kanga in c tier if i'm comparing gopher and kanga like it's a it's gopher and b tier then I can't put so, it, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the only reason I put Gopher in B tier is because um, out of everyone, he is probably the most competent. Um, That's true. And, and in this sea of kind of like nitwits, which listen, I love them, but they're all nitwits. Um, it's he's always consistently the one person who like kind of has knows what's going on. And when they need something made or done, like he does it correctly and well. Yeah. Um, whereas like, you know, they asked Tigger to do something and of course he fucks it up. Um, whereas like Gopher both, I find his voice kind of charming, his little like, yeah, uh, his little stutter and his little whistle. Um, I think he has a couple of funny lines. And also again, just because, um, you know, some again, I love this show, but sometimes it's a little exhausting to be like, guys, this guy's not falling. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, like for Gopher to be the one competent one, because there has to be one competent one among the mix. That's um, true. So that's that's I think why I, I undervalued his like intelligence relative yeah. to everyone else. Again, yeah. no one's really like the brightest bulb. No, but relative to each other, Gopher is one of the more intelligent people for sure. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like going back to Kanga really quick, and I, I, I'm good with putting Gopher in the B tier. Is that it's like Kanga isn't around, but if Kanga was aware of some of their schemes, don't and you kind of touched on this, like don't you think she'd be like, no, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> You're all like idiots. Like maybe she is actually really smart. Like Pooh, Pooh, do you watch the episode where Pooh loses uh, or like he finds a tooth and he and Rabbit concludes that because Pooh hasn't had honey since he lost, since he found the tooth that that tooth must be his sweet tooth. And therefore he can't eat honey until it's put back in his mouth. Um, that sounds like I did not watch that one, but that sounds exactly like a new adventures of Winnie the Pooh episode. Yeah. Show. And, and, ra- and like if Tango was there, it'd be like, just, it's not your fucking tooth. You don't have teeth. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rue, I don't want you hanging out with these people anymore. I mean, who else is there though? Really? <laughs> True. There's no one else. Um, there's Eeyore or is there um, is that everybody I think that's everybody that I want to pretty talk much about. everybody unless we want to do Nasty Jack 
Um, Ooh, we could do Nasty Jack. We could also do the trio of crows that I watched very random episodes across seasons. And there's a trio of like sassy crows that shows up there, like there's these like multiple times. There's like three groups. I think it's actually three trios. There, there's the there's the three crows. There's these three bugs, one of which wears like a general's uniform, which is really funny. And the other are the pack rats. Uh, I for, yeah, I forgot about the pack rats. I don't know I if I could really them. rank any of them. I mean, they're, they're like, they're entertaining and everything. The, yeah, the sassy crows are always funny, especially because the they're crows- tormenting rabbits. So you know what? S tier. Oh, yeah. S tier, right? Uh, um, but yeah, I think those are uh, any everyone we want to tier. So why don't we, should we go over the finals? Yeah, yeah. So, so go ahead. You got all right. it. So if I remember correctly, S tier is our beloved silly old Pooh Bear. Yes. A tier, we've got Christopher Robin. Yes. We've got Piglet. Yes. Anyone that's else? It. That's okay. B tier, we got Tigger. Yep. Uh we got Rue. Yep. We got Gopher. Yes. Um, anyone else? Eeyore. Ah, yes, Eeyore. Um, C tier, uh Kanga. Just Kanga. D tier, just Owl. Yep. F tier rabbit. Yes. That was easier than I thought. Yeah. To agree it was on well. all of this. It, yeah, I agree. Um, I think, I, again, I think a lot of our initial conversations were just because I hadn't seen it in so long. And so my, uh, the, how the characters acted in my head was a bit different than yeah. um, the reality. Right. Um, but should we talk about the episodes we watched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> let's do that. Um, so I, well, I guess let's start. Like we both watched, um, I, I'm not going to remember the names of all of these. Uh, it's like all's well that ends wishing. Well, I think that's, that's one of them. Yes. Um, wonderful episode. Um, yeah. Uh, that wishes were real. And I actually, as a remember as a little kid, I was fascinated with the idea that a wishing well actually had like magic in them. Well, I love the, I love the like rules they set up. So yeah. uh, this episode, um, you kind of mentioned it earlier, Tigger kind of notices like, Oh, I, I don't have a birthday. Um, so they decide, uh, to kind of give him one and, you know, they decide like that day can be his birthday. Um, and they say, you know, you get a birthday wish. And, um, so Tigger is thinking of all these different amazing things he wants to wish for, um, and is kind of disappointed at at his party when he doesn't get them. Um, but after a mishap where they fall down a well and make a wish, um, they find themselves in Wishland, uh, where there is a giant cake. Again, this is a very like surrealist space and I love it. Um, and with a bunch of candles and Tigger starts wishing for things and everything he wishes for becomes real, but also a candle on his cake goes out. Yes. Um, and so the crew have to kind of realize that um, Tigger has to stop making wishes and use a wish to get home. And Tigger ha- kind of has to learn, you know, you can't always get everything you want. Um, and just the fact that people like are there to appreciate your birthday um, it kind of is what makes it special. Yeah. Yeah, I have really nothing to add to that. Other than, I, I really just I was, gave the full. As I was lot. telling Miranda as we were watching it, is that like when I like I wanted like some of his presents, but like the banana split. I don't even like banana splits. They okay, look, it looks so good. Edgar said the exact same thing because uh, I watched it with him, and he's like, uh, "We we need to get a banana split soon. That but looks so good." More so, even more so for me. And it, it, when I was a kid, and now that peanut butter and jelly sandwich and root beer. It looks so delicious. Yeah, the root beer especially. Yes, the, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, another one we both watched: uh, Great Honey Pot, Ro- Great Honey Pot Robbery, and really the premise is simple: like all the all the honey's gone, 
and it's this Heffalump and Woozle, uh, Hef Heffalump and Stan Woozle that are stealing all everyone's honey. Yes. And they all get the honey back. And so what instead, what they, what, what the uh, Stan and, and Hef decide to do is go get a giant Woozle named Wooster uh, to tr- try to take all the honey back. But Pooh, uh, ever uh, so charming, um, convinces Woozle that all you need to do is just share honey. And uh, yeah. uh, Wooster, you know, just becomes their friend. Yeah. That's um, it. Also, Rue is in this one. This is, I think, the yes. only one where that I saw. Where oh, okay. Was. Yeah. Um, let's see. I watched, can I tell you about the very surreal rabbit one that made me think it was a different show? I'm hoping it's the one I'm thinking of, but yes, go ahead. Um, so there's one, I can't remember the episode title, uh, but basically, <laughs> basically, um, rabbit had a secret child. That's a bird that I guess was never mentioned and no one ever knew about. Um, and his secret bird child comes home from, it's never explained where and Wait, she what's she's, the is the bird name's Cassie? Yes. Okay, you need to watch the first the actual first episode with Cassie. Oh. It it's a really 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 good episode. I'm not I don't want to ruin the uh the weirdness of this episode to you, but there there is an episode and it's a very rabbit centric episode and it's probably the best rabbit centric episode. Um in the sense that I can go over, I mean, I know the episode like by heart. If it, like, yeah, the, the, please, the, please clarify because I, I didn't rewatch this is, it, but this is like one that's going to live in my memory forever. I, I definitely thought it was just a brand new character we were just supposed to connect the no. dots for that, like, Rabbit had been raising off screen this whole time. No, like, no, what the fuck is this guy? It's that's like, what so, are you doing? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> um, oh, I almost wish that I like didn't tell you about this episode but anyway um so yeah rabbit rescues this like little bird named cassie and i mean really i guess there's really not a whole lot to say the the premise is that like he's taking care of cassie and they all become very attached to cassie but rabbit is the one who's just being like the the parent figure which no one wants rabbit as their as their parent and here's the least surprising thing ever cassie wants to learn how to fly and rabbit won't let her because he's too afraid of like her getting hurt and like he doesn't basically rabbit gets a huge attachment. And in my opinion, this is the best kind of rabbit moment of the whole show by far is that like, he does feel this kind of like, it's just one of those like letting your kid go type type things. And you feel for him a little bit um, still F tier. Got to clarify, yeah. uh, but you feel for him a little bit. And at the end, she, she, she kind of gets the ability to fly. He lets her do it. And she, and she flies away. And, and it's a really beautiful episode, I think. Okay, that puts in this into way more context. Yeah. Um, because when I was watching the episode, uh, she just kind of, oh, Rabbit's having a welcome home party for her. Yeah. Um, and he wants everything to be perfect. And he keeps mentioning Kessie. And I'm like, who the fuck is Kessie? Um, and then she just shows up and he's acting like it's his child. But they never they never explain where she was. Um it's it's very it was very confusing to me and then she keeps being like i'm an adult now i don't need you to take care of me anymore and in my head it was like i've never seen this character before rabbit hasn't been taking care of her like what is this (laughs) then the actual plot of the episode so kessie gets kidnapped by um hef and stan because they want honey but then like they ransom themselves 
And then they make Stan and Hef take care of them to annoy them into letting them go. That's a really like, weird episode to watch I, in isolation. Like, I was absolutely stone sober watching this episode, and even I couldn't figure out the logic of like why they let them go because yeah. it, it made absolutely no sense. Uh, this episode is very strange, and it made it made, like without the context of the episode beforehand, I was like did they just drop acid and just like pump this episode out? Because it makes absolutely no sense to me. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, I can rattle off some like quick ones. I mean, I, I kind of talked about the one with the sweet tooth, like Pooh loses or he finds a tooth. That's not actually his tooth. Um, and he thinks that and rabbit convinces him that it's a sweet tooth. And he's trying to like, and I think the pack rats, pack rats take it. Um, there's an episode I did not watch, but I just thought of for some reason while you were talking about this that I would recommend you watching. It's called Lights Out. Um, it, the premise is just, I, I know, like, Rabbit takes... This is one of those episodes I was, like, obsessed with as a kid. Like, Rabbit borrows... Go, well, steals Gopher's flashlight. Um, like, or his, like, headlight, I think. Um, like, his helmet light. Um, and Gopher can't find it. And then they try to go looking for it. And I think there's a lot of, like, Gopher tunnels type thing. It was, it was, it was a, It's a good Gopher episode. Okay. Um, I watched Tigger Private Ear, yeah, which is so basically I. just Tigger like Ugh. having like kind of having like a really he should go to therapy after this, yeah, because uh, he just creates he steals things and creates crimes so he can solve them. Yes, and the, it kind of all ends in Tigger like a trial where they all think Piglet did it. And the last thing you need in the Hundred Acre Wood with these personalities is someone accusing anyone of anything bad because everyone's just going to run with it and assume it's true. And the person who's accused will assume it's true also, even though they know they didn't do it. Um, And it just ends Um, up like Tigger Piglet's on trial and Tigger ends up putting himself uh, on the stand and admits to having done it himself. Yeah. He, he cross examines himself Um, again, like the imaginative imaginativeness of imaginativeness of the show um, he his guilt makes him imagine all the characters as, as honeypots, but each one is like its own. There's like a rabbit honeypot, an owl honeypot, a poo honeypot, and they're only on screen for like like ten seconds maybe. But just the I, like the imagination of like what would each of these characters look like as a honeypot? Um, that's so cool to me. And again, yeah. it's just such a little throwaway thing, but it's so like delightful and imaginative. Yep, absolutely agree. Another one I'd recommend for you is Old Bottle. That's another one of my, me and my brother's favorites. Okay. Um, I watched Paw in Order, uh, which is the oh. Wild West one. Yeah. Um, which is pretty good. Uh, Piglet is the sheriff and Pooh is like the the kind of the Lone Ranger character. Yeah. Um, there's also a the very... Masked, the Masked Bear. The Masked Bear. Um, there's also a sassy horse, uh, Nasty Jack. Nasty Jack, who um, likes to trounce gang. people. Yeah, they love to trounce. Um, Very fun episode. Um, I love seeing episodes where uh, they're kind of in a different setting. So in this case, it's like a Wild West, uh, like imaginative setting. Yes. um, Which was very fun. I I knew that episode so well, so I did not rewatch it. Um, I said I rewatched the one I know a little bit less, which is the I I actually it's I don't remember the name of the actual episode, but they're playing with a train of Christopher Robbins and Christopher Robin. says don't touch the train and then Tigger starts messing with it. Uh, and he's like, I'm not touching the train. I'm touching the controls. Um, God, Tigger. I know. Right. Uh, and I, it's called the good and the bad and the Tigger. 
That's what it's called. Um, and then they're, they're kind of transported to that like fantasy land where Piglet's the sheriff, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger are like train robbers and Rabbit and Piglet are, and like Eeyore are trying to like capture them. That's gotcha. it. So I watched two episodes of the trio of crows, which is why I was so confused. I was like, are these crows a bigger presence than I realized <laughs> in this show? Um, so uh, I watched Tigger Got Your Tongue. Uh, do you remember that one? Yes. Um, it's great. Um, also, um, who knew uh, Kingdom Hearts stole nobodies from Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, so yeah. The right. new adventures of Winnie the I didn't Pooh. even think about that because that's, that's, keep... that's, that's what they say. Nobody took it. And they just he thinks that nobody's an actual person. Right? Yeah. And they keep referencing like nobody or nobodies. And I'm like, oh, Nomura, what were you doing? Like, were you watching this? <laughs> Um, but it winds up being those crows. Um, so Tigger's voice gets stolen. Rabbit's vegetables are missing. Um, Gopher uh, notices that people are, you know, around in his tunnels. Um, and they finally realize that it's this trio of crows. Um, and they come back because I watched another crow episode. Um, I don't remember the title, but um, essentially um, Rabbit is worried about crows attacking his garden. So they try and tr- he tries to train everyone to spot the crows. By dressing Pooh up as a crow, um, and of course, of course, the crows come in disguise, and you know when he, the Pooh, none the wiser, kind of lets them get up to their mischief. Um, I'll rail through like the last like I think three or something that I watched. There might honestly have been more, um, but I don't want to. We yeah, don't want to take up too I, much time with yeah. it. Yeah, there's one where Tigger makes these like becomes an inventor, and his his inventions just kind of go nuts on the hundred acre wood and become a huge nuisance. Um, because obviously. Um, there's another one that I, I, I want to mention. It, it was I was talking about like an episode where they lose uh, Christopher Robin's bug for show and tell and they have to like get the bug back. The only reason I want to bring that up is because the episode starts with the idea that Kanga is dr- and Owl are dropping off Owl's cousin Dexter and Rue to be babysit by babysat by Pooh. Not a, not a really, I mean, I get not wanting him to be, them to be with Rabbit because no one would want to be have Rabbit as their babysitter, but Pooh, not a really responsible babysitter. Would you trust your kids with Pooh? Uh, see, here's the thing. Rue is like, Rue is essentially smarter than Pooh um, in terms of day-to-day operations, I would say. Um, so if anything, it's more like I would be sending Rue to babysit Pooh in his own home. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there's another one I watched where like Piglet's like afraid of the wind. Yeah. So I, I watched one where Piglet was afraid of something, which not, you know, a unique plot point, but um, I watched one where they all had a sleepover in the woods. Do you remember that one? I actually don't. Um, so they're all having a sleepover and Tigger scares them by telling them about a monster known as like the grab me gotcha or something. Uh huh. Okay. Um, right. And then Piglet stays up because he's afraid um, and Pooh stays up with him and it's um, it's winds up being about the honeymoon. Um, but the first part of the episode where they're having the slumber party, the only thing I could think of was like, why don't they all live together? Um, because they True. love spending they love spending time together. They're best friends. They're having this slumber party in my head it was like all of them live at separate houses they all live alone like hmm. w- don't you think Pooh and piglet would be good roommates like why do they all live alone i mean rabbit obviously would hate to live with anyone and there's an episode i didn't watch but like gopher moves in with him and it's a disaster yeah and i mean like tigger would be a nightmare roommate but like i bet Pooh would like having him around probably uh, i don't know there's some times where Pooh actually gets annoyed with with tigger 
which is interesting to see. Like, Pooh actually does get annoyed. Yeah. I think it's only with Tigger, actually. Either way, I just, I found it very strange that they're, like, purposely having the sleepover to spend more time together because they're friends. And I kind of stopped and was like, uh, what? They don't have parents. Why don't they just all live together? And then they get them sleepovers every day. Yeah. But that's so, all I had about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, I, we would weren't really going to do any other segments or anything like that. I mean, we could probably just wrap things up. The one I was just going to ask you: uh, uh, Do you do you want to live in this world? <laughs> that's the only thing I wanted to ask you. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if I get to go on adventures with them. Um, Don't you think this I, is like another like weird kind of? Uh, or is in it's in the same like area of like a hobbit life? You just kind of yeah. like relax all day and just eat like veggies and honey i suppose yeah i i i would totally be down for that i love honey and yeah although you'd have to deal with rabbit to get those vegetables but Mm, you just take them yeah and then we're not doing kingdom hearts corner because what is this the the first actual property that is in kingdom hearts that we've covered that we've covered yeah i think so yeah this already made it in kingdom hearts so yeah there's nothing new to say about it i mean it's a pretty unremarkable world but i love winnie the pooh so much that i never really minded it that much oh i yeah in every game i complete the winnie the pooh world yes and i think it is optional every time it is yeah i think um but yeah that's it right that's Winnie the pooh guys that's that's it uh if you haven't watched the show watch it it's lovely we should clarify, this is the end of our new Adventures of Winnie the Pooh episode. Uh, maybe, perhaps, one day we'll definitely cover, like, a Winnie the Pooh f- movie, because there are several. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't watched that live-action one with Ewan McGregor. <laughs> oh, yeah, neither have I. Also, there is a specific Tigger movie, um, which I'm going to avoid, like, the plague. Wh- why? It's called... It's. It's just gonna be nonstop Tigger. Like, oh, although, yeah, I mean, that's a good I, reason. Yeah, although I suppose, like I said, like the the Tigger centric episodes, Tigger is usually pretty great. So yeah. maybe the Tigger movie will be good, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Um, it's it's interesting because we're gonna release this episode after another one because we have to do it. We're gonna do a video game episode, release that first, so it's gonna be weird continuity. But also, I'll just speak a little bit in more generalities. Like, I'm watching Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, as you know, great job. Um, continuing to watch One Piece, uh, great manga. Continuing to play Persona Four, great game that I haven't played. <laughs> uh, Miranda and I are watching Made in Abyss. Um, I don't, which I don't know that it's a it's it's a it's a manga or an anime adaptation of another uh, Shonen Jump comic that was a. I think it was. It's only it was like three. 13 episodes right now in a movie. And then I, they're coming out with another season this year. Um, I'm, and I'm staying up to speed with like demon slayer. I'm going to be watching attack on Titan, but probably maybe just once every like two episodes, every two weeks, I'm not going to watch every single week. Um, I saw a movie. What else? What did I, Oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if we recorded by the time I saw Memoria. Um, I don't believe so fascinating movie i i couldn't even really begin to talk about like here the premise is, so it's a it's a it's a it's a movie a colombian movie made by a thai director starring a scott tilda swinton interesting <laughs> um it is about a woman who 
hears this sound in the middle of the night and it wakes her up. And that's it. The rest of the movie is her kind of just trying to figure out what this sound is and where this, and she starts hearing it more. And where that takes her is very, it's a very weird journey. It's not like David Lynch weird. It's just the movie is a very kind of meditative experience. It, It kind of demands patience. I think it's only like a little over two hours, but it feels long because there are a lot of shots with either no dialogue or just long, just long, long, long takes. There are just many long takes. And I found it to be really, really gripping. Um, despite kind of its demand for patience. Well, I mean, Tilda Swinton is, you know, a star actor. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's great. Yeah. Um, what about you? So uh, Edgar had never seen the prestige. Um, oh. So we watched that. Um, oh, yes. One day, one day we will do an episode on the prestige. I'm sure. But Aaron, it is, I would it is, that. it's just such a dense, dense, dense film on so many levels i've seen it like three times before and this is i think my fourth uh time watching it um and even now the fourth time it's not necessarily that i'm noticing different details it's that i am picking up on like character motivations for actions that before previously i thought seemingly had none but now as you I'm reading into it more, it's like, oh, every single yeah. thing was like a play or a setup by one of the I two to get the other. I can't believe that we got it. We have to do this movie soon. Yeah. I, I can't believe I hadn't like I I've seen this movie probably like at least 20 to 25 times. It's I, I think it is now my favorite Nolan movie. It, it is. Um, it is. Yeah. and has been my favorite Nolan movie since I, I mean there maybe was like a, a brief like hangover moment I had like after seeing dark Knight the first time where I'm like dark Knight's my favorite, but now I think Batman begins. I like Batman begins more than dark Knight. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, this has been my favorite Nolan movie for a long, long time. Um, I, I mean, obviously we can sp- save some of it, some more of it for the episode. Um, but like I, I wrote a paper on this mo- on the movie uh, for a film class I took in college or like pick a movie and just say something interesting about it. Um, and I talk about some of the motifs in Prestige. I won't bring them up now. I, I can, I'll bring them up during the episode. I'd love to either hear your thoughts on it and see if you notice the same things. Um, there's some like when I when I watch that movie f- for the purposes of trying to find something to write about, I no- suddenly noticed so many things that I hadn't noticed before at the time, and it was incredible. Like the it, the movie is just fantastic it's infinitely rewatchable so entertaining no matter I mean, the, the twist is great but is one of in terms of like movies that are rewatchable despite the fact that you know what's going to happen that is near the top it's well it's one of those rare films that it's almost better knowing what happens because yeah, as you watch an it, eye you, out for it you yeah you pick up on all these clues and again it's like you pick up on character motivations and things that um yeah, I, I just it's it had been a long time since I saw that film, and 
just watching it again, it completely blew me away. It blows me away every time I rewatch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it blew me away again and absolutely my favorite Nolan film. Awesome. Um, the other uh, property that I have recently been reconsidering uh, my opinion of is Fallout 4. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, Fallout 4. I, uh, I got it for Christmas from my brother, but it was just a re-gift because I gave it to him um, <laughs> because I originally played Fallout 4 when it came out and bounced right off of it because I adored Fallout 3. I played Fallout 3 to completion at Same. least twice. Um, I and have started multiple Fallout 3 games that I've kind of meandered on, but I, I absolutely love Fallout 3. Fallout 4, um, so part of what made me replay it is... Um, uh, the duck feed network, another podcast yep. uh, network. They did an entire like showcase their show. Watch out for fireballs in an episode on fallout four. Um, and I kind of listened to their introductor or introductory section. And they make a really good point that um, fallout four is a very bad fallout game, um, but it is a very, very good video game in its own right. Um, and the more I'm playing it, the more I'm realizing that that is true. And that is why I bounced off of it initially. Um, it is a bad fallout game, hmm. um, but it's a, it's a phenomenal game. I would bet that I would, I, I was tempted by it when it came out. I bet I would probably like it, but it's just one of those games that I think I'm just, I'm going to swear off. I'm just, there's too many other things I want to play. Yeah. I mean, I, my playthrough is certainly not going to be comprehensive just because you know Elden Ring's coming out and other things um but I definitely want to at least do the main story missions and kind of you know just play around in that world for a bit yeah so um and then should we announce the video game we're doing next week oh well actually we're going to be doing it it's the one we are doing before this episode release oh right right (laughs) yeah so So you want to talk about the video game we did last week (laughs) um oh no because astute listeners will already know what it is because time only flows in one direction for them time flows however we decide we are the true masters of time we're the timekeepers yeah um yeah, I mean, I have nothing uh, nothing else to say. Watch, watch no. this. Watch New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Watch The Grinch. Um, should we end every episode with Watch the Grinch? Watch the Grinch. <laughs> well, yeah, but it has to be the disclaimer, not the Jim Carrey or Benedict, <laughs> or Benedict Cumberbatch versions. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about you, but I am going to go in my kitchen and take my little squeeze thing of honey and just squeeze a big old glob of oh. honey in my mouth. <laughs> okay like, think of winnie the pooh i do have one more thing to say this show made me think that honey was like it looked so delicious and i don't think i had ever actually had honey plain and i'm just like i want it my mom's like you're not gonna like it it's not what you think it's gonna be and then i remember having it and i was like i don't understand it looks so much more delicious in the show something must be wrong I had the, yeah, I that literally the exact same thing happened to me. I was like, mommy, I want honey. And her being like, okay. Um, and me expecting it to taste like candy or like this amazing substance that, yeah. you know, Pooh keeps talking about. And I was just like, oh, it's, it's just kind of sweet, but not and like sticky. candy. Yeah. I, and yeah. Sticky. Um, as an adult, I absolutely love honey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Go get yourselves a big old jar of honey. Yeah. Pour it over your honey face yeah. put your put your put your head in it and dive in like poo does and just be a slob with it yeah just have yourself a honeymoon if the moon is out <laughs> yeah. all right we're done here <laughs>